Good morning, campers. Welcome to the Camp Good Boy Podcast. Episode 29. Is this 29? This is 29. All right. Yeah, I thought it was 30. This is the last year of our 20s. Yeah. Well, before (laughs) we introduce our really special guest, I have been excited about this episode ever since we set it up. Yeah. <laughs> really excited about this. Well, I'd like to start with the PSA, if, if <laughs> I might. Uh, so all, all kids, all parents uh, with listeners with, with young kids, you absolutely, it holds up just as true as it ever does. You do not talk to strangers. Rule one. Yeah. When you're an adult, do it. Out the door. You talk to strangers as many as you possibly can, unless it's at a highway rest stop in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So I was cleaning out my wallet like two months ago, and I find this card in my wallet for MUFON. MUFON? It's MUFON. Mm -hmm. And it's Earl Grey Anderson, the scientific study of UFOs for the benefit of humanity. Amazing. And I was like, where the fuck did this come (laughs) from? And and I started to kind of like jog my memory a little bit, and I was like... You know what? I remembered the name. Earl, I I started putting it together. We were at a Bruce Coburn concert at the El Rey. In like um, February. Spelled Cockburn, pronounced Coburn. (laughs) But I'm going to go out on a limb that there's probably maybe one listener who even knows who Bruce Coburn is. Yeah, and And, it's when we go back and listen to the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) But but so uh, our guest tonight, Earl Gray Anderson, uh, we had a nice chat, uh, or I think it was a nice chat, in between the set break, just talking about how much we loved the music of Bruce Coburn, and maybe some political issues, or sure, we did talk. Some yeah, politics, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and and mostly because I mean we don't need to get too much into Bruce Coburn, um, unless you think he, he might be an al- unless you think he might be an alien. I mean, he's one of my favorite Tuxie. singers. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> everybody asked me at what show I was going to see, and I said Bruce Coburn, and they were like, "Oh, who is that?" I'd be like, "It's kind of like the Canadian Paul Simon." Is that accurate? Would you say? Yeah, but he's a little has a little bit more rock and roll, more edge, yeah, Yeah. more edgy. I mean, his political stuff got him. I mean, I've seen seen people walk out of his shows back in the eighties. Yeah, Santa Barbara, some guy stood up and started calling him a commie. And Mm -hmm. oh, really? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's like, wow. I mean, you you mustn't have ever listened to the guy, you know? No, I mean, he's far left. Oh yeah, Yeah, far left. Alt left. I I would even say like alt left. You know, he did one of the greatest things I've ever seen at a concert because when you go see rock concerts or any concert, you always shout out like the hits that you want to hear. And he was like, well, you know, maybe if you just like take it easy and listen to some of the stuff I'm gonna give you you might like take something away from mm-hmm. this show like he's not just playing the hits like he'll play wonder where the lions are but like yeah he wants to do other stuff no he's he's expand your mind a little bit yeah. he's a salty guy okay. <laughs> yeah. no, it was yeah. great though uh marijuana was blowing up on the stage and he stopped and he was like i just i'm don't can you please <laughs> not blow? i mean like the most anti-rock and roll thing yeah. but now who did that who who was blo- no it was it was and it was earl <laughs> anderson yeah. up in the front row it might well we weren't in exactly the front uh, you're, row you're, but he apparently can smell that stuff really yeah. pretty readily, apparently. Oh, well, yeah. well you, you've got I a vape. I don't know should be advertising that. But oh, no, no, you can, you, you can advertise. We have, we have a drug addicts on the show all the time. But your vape pen, your vape pen by the way, looks like a power tool. It's so a, I can oh, imagine yeah, you can, really you can does, puff wow. a pretty fat cloud towards uh, the stage at a rock concert if you wanted to with that thing. There you go. Wow. What um, flavor do you have in there? 
Uh, it's actually, uh, this is called Pixie. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's like a purple Pixie stick. Oh, wow. It's good, Yeah. Actually, if you want to try it. It's yeah, good. no, that is, uh, and does it have sugar in it? I can, like, taste that. Like, Heck, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. it tastes pretty sweet. We wow. just have these little No, yeah, we just have these little <laughs> rinky-dink <laughs> things. This is like, yeah. this is what the high schoolers Jewel. use. I know. Yeah. I, I like the jewel. And, you know, I'm actually getting more... I'm, I'll still smoke cigarettes if I'm out and about, but uh, I enjoy the jewel for my day to day. Like now, more than the my cigarette cravings are completely gone. I quit smoking yeah. in 2010 by, yeah. by vaping. I right. Mean, they don't. They, I mean, I understand that there's a problem with the kids taking up vaping. Right. Um, you know, you don't want kids to be addicted to anything. Mm-hmm. Nicotine is a horrible thing to be addicted to. You yeah. Have to kind of keep doing it, but. Uh, but I, I, I sort of tried everything to quit smoking, and vaping is what worked for me. And yeah. I haven't had a single cigarette. It's 2018 now. Did you, oh, wow. did you try you. hypnosis? I did not try that. Yeah. And maybe I should have. Right. Did you try uh, snus, the Swedish tobacco, the, like the smoke that you no, put really, under your lip? I didn't really try that. I didn't really want to get lip cancer. Yeah, or right. So. It's a good idea. I mean, you know, I mean, we're going to wind up growing three heads from vaping, you know. Well, then yeah. our cell phones. I mean, it's, just when you think you're healthy, there's something yeah. else that's going to come yeah. around. And um, But Bruce Coburn, one of my favorite songwriters, mm-hmm. one of the, some of the most beautiful music He's great. I've ever heard in my entire life. It's incredible. This concert was incredible that we met at. And it's such a niche audience that I, you knew you were amongst your people there, that everybody was sort of, and of course, it's UFO investigators. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I might have been the only Pop, one. Yes. Wait, did you, did you two talk mm. about that at all? No. I, I did we? I don't know if we did. No, because that's so. when I got the card, I was complete. I was like, wait, we left this, wait, why, why were we talking about UFOs? Why were we talking about crusty old Bruce Cover? Because I don't think we, we just wanted to, you, yeah. know, you wanted to connect at some point and I gave mm. you my card and that's yeah. my card. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you didn't know that I, I don't know that I told you I was at We were going to connect about something, and I don't entirely remember what I it was. I seem to recall, because I think I met you briefly at the end of the show, and I think we were talking about starting a Bruce Coburn's cover band called The Fascist Architects. Yes! <laughs> yes! I don't know if you invited me. To do I can play the song, though. That's a oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Fascist Architects. Oh, song. man. Yeah. That's, a, that's, I'm a gonna, that's, one of my, that's my favorite one. It's so Okay. Good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. His phrasing on that song is incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's a poet. You know? Completely. He's a poet. Um, only, there's only, and I don't, there's only, the new album is incredible, too. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, that Purdy, uh, Alan Purdy, he does a song about that poet. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, he's just the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. just the best. Yeah, he's a man. But, um, and we can get it, we'll get into music in a little while, because you're also a musician. Mm-hmm. We're musicians, and I know you've... Probably got a lot of stories from that L.A. Um, uh, how long have you lived in L.A., by the way? Uh, I'm a native. Oh, you are. That's yeah, right. I read that I'm in your in your article. I, I was, you know, I'm 60 years old now, 1958. Yeah. I was yeah. born in Santa, you know, Santa Monica over at St. John's over there. Okay. And uh, the first five years I lived in Venice. Right. And then we moved to Thousand Oaks. But I've, I mean, this is home. So we, you were like a, a kid growing up in Venice, like mm-hmm. from zero uh, to five? Yes, absolutely. What were your memories of, I mean, it must have been yeah. wild uh, oh my back God. then. Um, you know, I remember <clears throat> early hippies walking by and my dad would kind of go, hello, girls. Mm-hmm. You know, and, <laughs> and you got to figure that was probably, you know, Jim Morrison and, and, and those guys from the doors. You yeah. know, that's where they lived and they were kind of going back and forth. You know, we were on Lake Street there. Mm-hmm. So, Got uh, it. but that was, you know, 1960, 
three or something. Wow, right. It was early on, but, you know, they kind of grew their hair long early on over there. <clears throat> so, yeah, you were there during the during the hippie stuff, not, like, during the, like, the gang dangerous years mm, of, like, no. the, was that the 80s and early 90s? Probably, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of getting funky. That's one of the reasons why we moved out of there. But, right. But, uh, but, no, it was still kind of suburban lawns and, uh, you know, young family startups and stuff out there right. back in those days. Yeah, we did a good what, five years in, in Venice? About that, yeah. We lived right. just it just it just wasn't fun anymore. I don't yeah. know. What's turned all the moves all, I'm sorry, all the money's in uh, moving yeah. in there and Rows yeah. there's like Lamborghinis driving down <laughs> rows. I mean it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 But I lived in the Ellison, which was every place you go, they're like, you know Jim Morrison lived every there? Single you know place, Jim yeah. Morrison used to live there. So we literally joke walking around just going, you know Jim yeah. Morrison used to live there? <laughs> or in, in New York when we lived in New York because we were in Tribeca, we're like, you know, De Niro owns yeah, that. You know, yeah, yeah. De Niro owns, owns everything. That. But so I actually lived in the Ellison, uh, which Jim Morrison did live on the roof there. And the most surreal thing was I was I was on the top floor, and I'm watching the doors, the movie, and I'm watching a scene that is filmed directly on the roof above my apartment. It's about it as authentic so as it gets. Crazy. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> And so you sent over some awesome articles. Oh, those are um, incredible! About, I mean, just fa- I mean, if this could be should be a movie. Mm. Um, we're screenwriters, so if you do a real good job tonight, maybe <laughs> we can talk and sell you, sure. get your life rights sold, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we can, we'll we'll cross that. The bridge. government hasn't said any Men in Black after me yet. Yeah, so, well, well, they listen to Camp the Good Boy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I never took any security oaths, so right. I haven't yeah. broken any. But yeah. I, I'm not going to explain too much from the article. I, I'd like to let you, but. Mm. I mean, let's start with the beginning because you were born into this through because your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh. it's it's my mom's story is really <clears throat> my origin story as mm-hmm. far as UFOs and and what I do. I'm I'm actually chief investigator in Southern California and uh, the assistant state director of MUFON. Mm-hmm. And uh, MUFON started as an organization. Uh, as they, they began as the Midwestern UFO Network. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1969, they became a worldwide organization. They became the Mutual UFO Network. And, uh, we, you know, we stick to the scientific basics, mm-hmm. which is the scientific method. Uh, a lot of that was put forth by uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek hmm. back in the 50s and the 60s uh, during the Project Blue Book. And who is that? He was the head scientist that was ahead of a government study on, it was kind of a threat assessment uh, on, on UFOs, because everybody, I mean, now, you can put in FOIA requests, and there's hundreds and hundreds of documents that are official government documents mm-hmm. that show that the government took UFOs very, very seriously. Right. It was was not, you know, the whole media thing uh, was encouraged. They, they had uh, this one meeting with, with, with generals and some, some mucky mucks, and it was kind of like, well, how can we how can we quash this? Mm-hmm. Because the public is really talking about it, and we don't want to have people running through the streets afraid. And you know, or Orson Welles' War of the Worlds going on mm-hmm. again. So they used ridicule for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I can show you the document where, right. they, where they said, you know, it's like the way to get them to stop talking <clears throat> about it is to make them look like fools. Uh, we'll deny every single report that comes in, and we'll treat every single report with ridicule. Right, right. But now, if you look at the other FOIA. <clears throat> released documents, you know, and they're from major, major people. There's stuff from President Truman that's mm-hmm. signed off on. 
uh, Ad Admiral Hillencotter and, and, and all these guys that, that are very, you know, that, that were head of the head guys in the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. They were running, uh, running our, our military. Uh, they all said, we don't know where they're coming from. We know that they're real. Uh, we believe that they're, that they're either interstellar or interplanetary. At that time, we didn't know the solar system so well. Right. We thought maybe they're coming from Mars or, you know, someplace within our own solar system. But no, it's coming no. from somewhere we could never even comprehend. It's either interstellar or right. perhaps interdimensional. But they, interdimensional, yeah. It's, they, it's, had so it's, you know. they had them. They found them. Now, they, well, Roswell actually did happen. Okay. And I know the family very, very well, uh, the, the Marcel family. Uh -huh. uh, Major Jesse Marcel was the head of <clears throat> the Roswell uh, Air Force Base Security. This was the only atomic base that was in America, the only atomic base in the world, mm -hmm. actually. And he was the same guy that ran the security for the Enola Gay when we bombed Japan and at the end of World War II. This was not some fly-by-night drunkard idiot, mm -hmm. right? He was, he was the, the, the most trusted man to run our national security over our most secret site at that time. Right. And uh, he was the first official that was on the debris field in 1947. Uh, it was uh, July 4th, some say July 6th. It's kind of questionable which, which evening it was, but there was a thunderstorm and something came down. Mm -hmm. And it was not a weather balloon. Right. <laughs> According to, 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 uh, <clears throat> to Jesse Marcel Sr., uh, you know, it's like I, I know my weather balloons mm -hmm. right, my, right. from my spaceship. Right. That should be on your headstone. <laughs> like, so what, what year was that? That was 1947. Okay. Now, like the head of the airbase, like ran with it. It's like, oh, we got a flying saucer, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a front page news. I mean, it was on the, you know, Roswell Standard and the, the, the you know, the, the press had, had, had taken it, you know, mm. it had been on the front page of, of many, many newspapers here. Um, so they immediately had Jesse Marcel Sr. go back to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, we're going to bring the debris with you, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't send a weather balloon out to Ohio to where we used to say, if, if, if we had a Japanese Zero plane that we got a hold of, that would go to Wright-Patterson. Right. Uh, if we had gotten something from Russia or, or China or any anybody that could have been perceived as a threat, it went straight and direct to Wright-Patterson, where they reverse engineer things. <clears throat> okay. Uh, they figure out what, what it is exactly and, and uh, how can we use this mm -hmm. for ourselves, got it. you know. So they had him go and pose with the debris of a weather balloon. Now, you can see the photograph. I mean, just... What would we Google to look that up? Uh, Jesse Marcel, senior weather balloon. Right. And it'll pop up. Got it. And you can see the expression on his face. It's like, you've got to be you, This is crazy. I've never seen anything like this. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Really? Because, I mean, you have to realize this was like him looking like an idiot. Right. But that's what they made him do. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I've, I work with his daughter uh, at, at MUFON Occasionally, his daughter Denise Marcel. It's really it's now just like a close hangout friend. She and her her husband uh, Jim, uh, and and she, you know, I mean, she knew her grandfather very very well, right? As well as her dad. Now, I mean, the dad took some debris home in the trunk of his car. 
he brought into the house, and her father <laughs> handled it, right? Honey, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> so is that... Look at this, piece, look at this station. That's, that's the picture. That's right Jesse Marceau. There. Yeah. That's Jesse Marceau. So, wow. that, so he's holding... What is he holding there? That's... He's holding a weather balloon. Right, okay. Mm. They, made him t- they, they made him do that picture, and then they said, yeah, it was just a weather balloon. Right, yeah, right, okay. Later on in his life, he finally, uh, he finally caught to the fact that, no, that yeah. it was, it, we fired bullets at it, and it repelled. It was like wow. as thin as tinfoil. Yeah, it looks You'd thin. You'd crumple it up, and it would go back to its original shape. They, right. They originally call, well, they called it uh, memory metal. This is how oh, they referred okay. to it. Uh, they shot bullets at it, would penetrate it, but it was light as a feather, and mm-hmm. it could change its shape. And a lot of UFOs, they say, you know, they, they like transform. Shapeshifters, you know, they shapeshifters. can, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we, we do see that. Right. So anyhow, going back to my mom, you know, my <clears> mom was a totally different story, but, but the government takes this very, very seriously, and my mom was apparently in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my mom kept her security clearances till the day she died. Uh, Towards the end of her life, she worked as a headhunter for Lockheed Skunk Mm -hmm. Works, uh, Boeing, but mostly Lockheed. Mm -hmm. She did some work for Rockwell, you know, Science Center and some, but but it was all aerospace. And the way that she got into that was that she was Howard Hughes' personal secretary back in the 1950s. Was she in The Aviator? Was she a character in The Aviator (laughs) film? Yeah. No. But he he had two secretaries. Uh, he was a recluse at this point. This was, he was long gone by yes, now. Yeah, he was okay. a recluse. Got it. Uh, as long as my Germaphobe. mom worked there, she saw him in person once. Wow. He would talk, he would communicate over the little intercom system. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, so anyhow, my mom had a background in law enforcement. Back, it was one of her first jobs. She worked as a deputy sheriff in Iowa mm-hmm. when she was very young. So I guess that you know, he, he liked her. He liked the fact that she understood security, that mm-hmm. she had, a, you know, a squeaky clean background. And uh, he started sending her out to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom told me this stuff when I was a child. Right. We're talking like when I was three, four years old. And I think, <clears throat> you know, she later said, well, you were the only person I could talk to. I really didn't think that you would remember. Mm-hmm which became a problem, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, you're not supposed to know this. Nobody's right. supposed to know this. <laughs> yeah. But they, my mom would say when I was a kid that, well, you know, I used to work in this facility. It was this place in the middle of the desert. She never said which desert. <laughs> I don't know if it was Area 51. I don't know if, you know, she mentioned Alamogordo, which is White Sands every now and then. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Uh, that's in New Mexico. Oh, okay. But she, uh, but she said that we, you would go out to the middle of the desert, you'd have like these two security guys, you know, you'd have a security detail. And there was a shack, and in the shack there was an elevator. It was a regular old Otis elevator, mm-hmm. but you get in there and it went down. Right. Didn't go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she said that the first time she went on this that she felt vertigo. Right. That she was scared. I mean, they didn't tell her what to expect. They didn't tell her. Right. So she You're not just going down to a bunker, we're going deep. She saw this shack. They, she went, you know, they took her wherever it was that they took her. Yeah. Um, it may have been, I think, perhaps it was Edwards, or maybe it was not even in this <clears> thing. <throat> but she went down in the elevator shaft. She said that it opened up, and there's a little town down there. Yeah. Whew, wow. And then what year was this? This was in the, in the 1950s, like, I, like 1955. Okay. And uh, she didn't, never gave me the exact date that she started doing this, but I know that the last time she went 
1958 because she said that she was pregnant with me the last time. Got it. So you've been down there. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever have any strange dreams of a place underground or any kind of, no? I have strange dreams. But. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, the doors, drove, doors opened up and it was this mm-hmm. town. Yeah. And, and, and she, you know, and she talked about having worked with, with, uh, you know, some of the German scientists that they brought over here, like Werner von Braun. She mm-hmm. brought him up. She said he was a very charming man. Right. He used to call me Betty Grace. Very charming man. Uh, it was a patriotic American, which I don't know. I right. mean, I, they gave him the choice of either the electric chair or your patriotic American. So <laughs> I think he was. Yeah. But uh, these are the kind of people my mom was working with. Now, she talked about this rather freely, but on other other times she would talk about alien life. Right. She spoke with great authority. <clears throat> and it was weird. I mean, especially as I got older and I thought about the stuff that she would say, you know, it's like, this is just my mom, you mm. know, how can she talk with such authority? But I mean, we knew that she'd worked for, you know, weird mm-hmm. stuff, you know, in, in, in the government. So, you know, you could kind of put two and two together, but it just, when it's your parent, it makes you uncomfortable. Right, and and talk about your mom for a second. Like, aside from these stories, completely normal mom, like just yeah. you know, d- d- she was d- a suburban mom, right? Suburban mom, California. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and there was never she. So she, this wasn't just like she would be talking about all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories, blah no. blah blah. It was specifically this. This was specifically this. Yeah, and I had never <clears> heard about <throat> underground labs. I'd never heard about aliens or other than like the Great Gazoo on the Flintstones. Right, so that's what I would yeah, think right. of when I thought of aliens. And my mom never, like, described them or specified anything except that she, on certain points, at certain points, like if she saw a movie, mm-hmm. like, I took her to see Star Wars, and she started talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and it was like, well, you have no idea how, how close to life this film is. Earl. Right. I mean, there really is intelligent life in the universe, and we know about it. And, I mean, Star Wars is not that far-fetched, is what she said. Yeah. And, and it's like, really, you know. And so as time went on, it became my deal was to get her to talk more, you know, because she kind of clammed up as I got older. Yeah. Because, I mean, she wasn't supposed to tell me this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, oh, boy, my son's going to become a UFO <laughs> investigator. But in the 50s, I've got to stop with these stories. <laughs> I think Start talking got... about uh, law, uh, <laughs> law, law school. <laughs> <laughs> But in the fifties, how were people mm. talking about it? Like in, were, like Flying about like saucers, but you didn't. Really but it, was it just like maybe they heard, saw it in a movie, or were they like, was it? No, was, people were talking about it were. because people were seeing stuff. Oh, okay, right. I mean, there was a flyby in nineteen fifty-two, two nights in one week past the the, the White House. Right. Sake. It, was, uh, it was on the the front page of the paper. Oh, yeah, okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, this was a you know people were. We're, at, we're worried. We thought we were perhaps under invasion. I mean, certainly the government saw it as a threat. Right. So throughout your life, there's never been any doubt about the existence. It's been an inconvenient truth for me much of my life. Because, right. you know, at, at a certain <clears throat> point during the, like, 1977 or so, I started... Because I started going to church and stuff, mm-hmm. and everybody said that UFOs and aliens and all that was, you know, it was satanic. And right. So I didn't really, you know, really want to uh, believe in it necessarily, but, you know, that's what my mom right. said, and, and I mean, the way that her life was. I mean, she went back into aerospace, like, around 1976, 77, 
and uh, suddenly she's working for Lockheed Skunk Works. She would disappear for periods of time mm-hmm. and then come back, you know, and, and uh, she couldn't say where she had been. Right. Uh, and it was kind of, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> I read that one where was she was she was in Morocco for a while or somewhere, and she I'm came back sure with was, all kinds of gems and. I don't know if it was Saudi or, or where it was, but it, that was uh, right before the first Gulf War, like 1990, I guess. Oh yeah, right. oh, I read that. I'm reading that. And she uh, she had uh, she had gotten a job through her work, you know. Yeah. She didn't specify, but she said, "Well, I'm going to be gone for a couple months and." I can't tell you where I'm going, but when I come back, I mean, I'll call you up every week at least and let you know I'm all right. And we get a phone call that you could tell it was from overseas, Mm -hmm. you know, static and stuff that you'd have back then on the phone. And uh, she came back with a suitcase full of uh, head scarves. That's what, yeah. You know, sand and, 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 and... gold and stuff and, and later on she caught to the fact that she never did tell me where she went but she said well I always had security guys with me and I didn't right. have to go to the marketplace and stuff and it was pretty neat you know uh, but, but did you get the feeling that that was similar kind of once she was in the underground town and doing that work do you think she stayed did you get the idea that she stayed in this type of I think work? she was an operative an operative probably. yeah she was probably an operative all her you know, you, you'll hear about people who are ex-CIA and stuff, but, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, no. And then, so what was going on in these underground towns? What were they built for? Well, my mom, the, the best answer I could get from her was, as we, you know, it's, she kept mentioning all these German rocket scientists. And, and we know that in Project Paperclip, that's kind of, that was the booty of war that we got from Germany. You know, Russia got half and we got half of the rocket scientists. Uh-huh. And uh, thus began the space race. Mm-hmm. But I believe that they were trying to, now knowing about Roswell and, and some of the other uh, the concerns that mm-hmm. our government had, which go on to, to today, contemporarily. Yeah. You know, I mean, recently we heard that the Pentagon had a, uh, a group called ATIPS, that, uh, and they released the video from the Nimitz from right. 2004 where they were in, actually engaged by, by UFOs. And, right. And, uh, so it was a threat back then, and they still see it as a threat now. I don't think they understand it. And, and what, what is your theory on why an underground town is necessary? Just because what they're doing, they need to be completely... Keep it secret. Keep it secret. Oh, okay. And okay. so it's not like, oh, you have your house, and then you go to work, and then you go down into the underground lab. No, you need to be completely contained. And It's contained. Yeah. I mean, the way they, they, that they do it now... And, like, parks down there and uh, well, they, green space. Well, I don't space. know about parks. I yeah. don't know about that. She never mentioned that. She mentioned that they had a bowling alley. They got uh, around in golf carts. She's just bowling had... with aliens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's I just a town where they can live and work than they yeah. were. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but somehow or another, she, she, she knew that there was alien life in the universe mm-hmm. and that we were not alone. I mean, she said... We, our government knows this. Right. It's not even, a, it's not a question. It's, it's unequivocal. Now, what do you think yeah. Donald Trump's reaction is when he gets that kind of intel? He starts I'm surprised he didn't, he's probably, yeah, he's probably like. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't tweet about it like aliens exist. Yeah. <laughs> like very cool. Right. Because like, he released some of those JFK documents. <laughs> yeah. Like give us a little of the UFO tell. stuff. Yeah, they might have been like, let us not might, tell yeah. him. He doesn't need to hear this. The last thing Trump needs to know is that there's alien yeah. life out he there. He probably wouldn't even care. 
He thought Hillary well, was a reptilian, right? So. <laughs> the, this is, I mean, this is what I think is that whatever they know, there's some, I don't know how we would communicate with aliens or maybe you, we can talk about it, but whatever they know, they know that there's, it's under control or it's not a threat or what would you, what We're do you hypothesize? Here. We're still here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's been 70 years it's, or 71 years since yeah. 1947. Right. So, and it's been at least since 1947 that we've known unequivocally that we were not alone. Right. Um, if you read the book uh, by Philip Corso called The Day After Roswell, mm-hmm. he was one of the guys that was, that was sending these materials out to be reverse engineered. Right. And the way they would do it is they would send the materials out and say, oh, well, we got this from a foreign country and we can't really tell you the background Mm -hmm. but uh have fun Mm -hmm. figure it out and uh you know he claimed that things like mylar uh that fiber optics uh even something as silly as velcro uh night vision glasses that that all that was from the roswell crash really Uh, that's where we got that technology so there was no there was nothing before roswell there probably well yeah, the pyramids. Oh, yeah. what, do we have any ancient aliens? Yeah. I, mean, right. I mean, come yeah. on. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm that, not Giorgio. And yeah, uh, Giorgio, he kind of reaches, you know, so aliens. Much. But yeah, everything is not alien. <laughs> right. That's funny. These guys have have ancient aliens on the TV set. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, so. We usually have a movie, but we thought this would be fitting. <laughs> did, do you watch I, I this? Spoke at Alien Con. Actually. Right. Do you I, know so you did? The speaker. There. Well, I was on a I was on a couple panels. How's Alien Con? That's got to be a trip. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Where is that? Yeah. Uh, they had it at Pasadena. I guess they're having it at, at Boston. Uh, in November or something. Do the do the facts and what you're actually trying the information you're trying to share does it get lost in some of the circus of people that go there just because they're alien fanatics and everyone's like you know alien con is just fun fun okay but 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 there's it's a lot not like of a symposium yeah the symposium is really really wonderful and that that is is more of a, you know that's MUFON's thing and, mm-hmm. and we we tend to try to keep it scientific couple years ago it got a little woo you know they had like Corey Good and some of these guys but I think that you know our, uh, that they're really trying to focus again on, on, on keeping it scientific which mm-hmm. I'm thrilled about you know? right. I'm thrilled about that because yeah. that's where I'm coming from I mean and there's certainly a lot of woo around around the alien question I mean uh, you know it's kind of wide open I mean there's you know I, right now I'm working with uh, Kathleen Martin's experience or research team and we're working. We're working with all all abductees. You know, I mean, we're gathering. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Thousands of people. I used to think I was abducted. I have sleep paralysis. Ah. Um, I don't know. I know. I'm sure you know that that's often dismissed as sleep paralysis. Sometimes it is sleep paralysis. But I, when I was a teenager, when sleep paralysis first started kicking in, the, there's always an evil entity yeah, yeah. present when you have sleep paralysis, mm. and the earliest ones were the image that you'd see on like the front of communion the very oh. like the popular alien image you ever have weird you know. marks on your body or no i mean not that i can mm-hmm. think of um but it is strange and i don't want to wow. get too sick but sometimes when i have sleep paralysis there's a there is a sensation in my like testicles and anus hmm. region that's oh. not entirely painful yeah. it's like a um <laughs> it's like but there's a sensation you're, going you're on like there. ooh 
Yeah, no, I'm like, I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. But so I we used to... We get a lot of reports stuff. of, of yeah. people taking, like, like semen or, or eggs from yeah. women. The, the anal probe thing, you don't hear too much. No, I why would... I know, it's kind like of a... Whitley well, they were, right, they were right, just yeah. like, what would be the <laughs> most awful thing that these aliens could do is probe it. When I have sleep paralysis, but now the entities are more demonic that mm. I see. But I can also... Um, it, like, I had a boss, and he was in a wheelchair, and one night he was the entity. So I know it's just a manifestation, yeah, and that, that that sleep paralysis is you're falling into the, this state fast, and you're protecting yourself from doing anything dangerous. So your brain is like, well, if I'm doing that, there must be danger. Mm-hmm. So you create this horrifying oh, idea. God. If you just wake and, up, and, and like, the, when the aliens are doing this, it's just like aliens at a bachelor party. Just yeah. Like, go, 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 <laughs> but, go. But, That's terrible. But it also was, uh, it happens if I've had a big night of, I usually have sleep paralysis yeah. if I had a big night of drinking then ah. usually the following night is when I'll have sleep paralysis because mm. you're, you're falling into it but I would have an alien sort of feeling and I thought I was being sucked out of my body and mm. so what so with your abductee stories how often do those kind of things well sometimes people that have sleep <clears throat> now I don't want to freak you out too much but sometimes people that have sleep paralysis are also abductees I mean, yeah people see see people right. other than the person that that has been visited or taken yeah right uh, I mean there's there's evidence left over I right mean, I, that's and, and with MUFON I mean I'm all about the evidence right I won't close a case as an unknown unless there's evidence or there's multiple witnesses mm-hmm. and for, for many of these there's I mean whole families are involved well and I was wondering if because my first instances of sleep paralysis were not like they are now and it was very profound I was I would, would be taken out of my body and I could I would be floating around my room but I became conscious of it and I noticed that the stereo in my room was not the stereo that I own I would be able so I, I sort of felt that it was a, a mental thing but I was wondering if, in fact, I had been abducted, that all the subsequent uh, experiences of sleep paralysis were literally just my body reliving that or, mm. or having that similar thing. So I'm not of the opinion that maybe I, I haven't been abducted by But let's say, say, for I'm, instance. I'm open to it. I don't That's know. That's what I love. Yeah. yeah. Say, for instance, how many times do you think it happened throughout, like, say, your teenage years? Like, um, it, was, it was scary when it first started happening, but it would happen... Pretty regularly. So when just, at like, first, did you ever see first. anything, Philip? I mean, You've, when this I've was... had sleep paralysis before. The last okay. time I had it was like two years ago when we were living in Venice, and it was wow. like at seven in the morning. So the, it was, my room was lit up from the sunlight coming in, and I just saw in the dreamlike state was just a black like head figure, mm-hmm. with no 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 fade, just like black. Mm. Um, and that was no, and it's like terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But, but if it just. The hypothetically that it, uh, sleep paralysis isn't a form of alien abduction, that they must be like very elusive with their if if it is, because like there would be sightings like oh there was a, a UFO over an apartment in Venice. I think they use uh, I think they use interdimensional tools. So they're not. So, oh okay. Got I don't it. think that anybody. They're not I, I physically there. They're it's phys- happening internally. Well, no, maybe. I think they're physically there. Yeah. but They change the space around you. There's right. There's a thing called the Oz effect where people <clears> it becomes very very quiet. Right. If there's crickets, suddenly there are no crickets. Uh-huh. Uh, if if your wife is snorer, you know, suddenly it's it, she's not snoring. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And it's 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 like they set. It's almost like a theater that they set. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a theater of war. Well, it's a theater of abduction. You know? Right. And that's kind of what they set there. And uh, and oftentimes it's like when people have been taken into the UFOs, they look much larger inside than they did on the outside. Mm-hmm. So they can obviously fold dimensions, you know. 
is the way that I see it. Mm-hmm. That they're more godlike than we probably right and do you would be comfortable knowing about <laughs> right. you know. the, the 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 images that we have in in popular culture of the you know the big eyes and then of course you've got like the the tall whites and all these different sure. kinds of elements do you think maybe there's none of that that it's it's purely a almost like a ghost entity that's coming or are they actually physically I, no, I think characters a, like I think us that there's a physical <laughs> element to it and there's also i believe that it's like it's it's a you know Arthur C Clarke one of my favorite quotes is he said that um, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, mm-hmm. but it's still it's high tech. It's it's not magic, right? You know, and I think that that it's that it's actually it's a physical phenomenon, but it has fuzzy edges. Mm. Now, some people will call that paranormal. I personally think that we need to expand our idea of what normal is. Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think most people's resistance is like. People just want to go around, like, people don't want to even think about the fact that they live on a planet, let alone floating through <laughs> outer space. Or just, like, yeah. most people day-to-day don't think about, like, outer space. It's like the sky. Like, remember when you were I, young? I you're feel just like, like more and more they are. They will, yeah, but, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and there's more shows, and, and yeah. it's more, and like, there's more content about the universe than ever before. But, like, most people don't want to think about that. So if they're forced, no, they to, if they're forced to say there's UFOs, now I'm like, oh, man, we are just this ball floating in space and I'm just trying to like get my kids homework done. I don't have time to think <laughs> no, about this. No, I don't. This. I try, I try you know, not it's to scary. think about it's it because it's scary. It's scary. Yeah, it what is you scary. Think. But also what it's we like, actually are here is it's wild, you know. No, no, for sure. No, wait, are you a round earther or a flat earther? <laughs> <laughs> You're not serious. Yeah. No, He's like flat earther. You kidding me? Is this a round earth podcast? <laughs> if I knew that this was a round earth podcast, I wouldn't be here right now. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, right. I don't like run after the, you know, t- I'm, not, I'm not a truther. I, I don't mm. really really pitch <clears throat> in with any of that. The weirdest thing that I pitch in with is UFOs. Right. But I grew yeah. up hearing that it was real. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and my mom worked for, you know, Lockheed Skunk Works. Yeah. And, and I knew people that she got out to work yeah. for them. And they couldn't tell me what they had done. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, it, it, there's, uh, for me, there's evidence there about my mom. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and if that's true, then why would she tell me this from a very no, early t- totally and that's why I asked that it wasn't like this wasn't a pattern of sort of wild ideas that she had everything else was normal except for yeah. or, or this. but you know the thing about the tall whites and the communion aliens mm-hmm. and just like maybe there's some sort of invisible that's all those species very well might exist. Yeah. And there's a ton. Yeah. There could be zillions of different species. You know what there. I think that the little grays are? They, they're, 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 they say that they're very, very robotic. I hear it over and over and over again. And they're always described the same way, that they can read your mind, that there's telepathy going on. Yeah. But that they're still very robotic. And I think that maybe they got a little factory up there. They might, you know, we're probably biological robots that they use. Mm-hmm. If they crash a few in the desert, well, that's okay. We can just make some more. Yeah, yeah. of course. They might. It might be like Avatar, where you, they can, you know, use that body, get a job done, and then uh, we're all done with it now, so we're going to go home. Yeah, and, right. And then yeah. let's not forget the most, like, thing that we overlook the entire, uh, all the time, is that if there's, let's say, 100% there's aliens... Guess what we are? 
we're aliens. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about we're that all today fucking when I was aliens. Earth. So it's someone like, is like, do you think yeah. aliens exist? It's like, well, I mean, what do you I think? Am, you, I'm here. You, you are so. living on a planet floating around in outer yes. space, and they're on a planet floating around in outer space. So you're not the aliens. Uh, like, no, 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 no. We're just, humans. It just, no, I mean, humans. we're such entitled. Like, I mean, that's why I love, and I, and I don't <laughs> want to get too into like any religious beliefs or kill anyone's ideas about the afterlife. I'm certainly open to anything, but like how arrogant we are that there's no way our lives would just end like of <laughs> course it goes on forever like yeah, i mean right. give me a break i mean i hope there there's something it'd be interesting to see but i mean think but about it's if like aliens, when they come down and this uh, everything they're doing with the sleep paralysis when they come visit you they're actually like r- like somehow they they have formed like an afterlife so when you die like they you go to where they are they well, like, they've, the they've like I recreated mean, you let's talk about you know? have you have you ever had sleep paralysis no I mean, the sensation is like sometimes oh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the I worst. It it's hell. But I have like I think it'll be like. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It's it, like but when I, did have, I had one experience. It's really weird, one. yeah. But I don't a, think mine was sleep paralysis though. My I, whole body is. I had an interesting experience once with uh, that you think was UFO related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's I hear voices that I've uh, languages I've never heard. Suddenly. Yeah. It was and, right after I first became a field investigator. Right. Which is quite a coincidence. Interesting. Coincidence, you know. Yeah. Oh, God, now we're going to have the podcast, and it's just like <laughs> aliens are going to be over here all the Wait, time. Wait, have you... Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, have you seen, you've seen UFOs? I've seen... I've never seen a spaceship, but I've seen uh, a couple of interesting things. And I okay. think that perhaps... I think that uh, when you draw close to the phenomenon, it draws close to you. Um, I'm chief investigator here for MUFON. So right. uh, you can't really be closer to the phenomena than mm-hmm. I am. And, and that, that not, I mean, I don't know if that's not bragging or complaining. It's just a fact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, for, for me, I've, I've seen a couple of things. Uh, once driving up to San Luis Obispo, I saw something that looked like a huge ornate radar dish. It didn't make any sense at all. Was that during okay. the day or at night? This was during the day. Okay, it was a daytime sighting. Uh, my wife and my friend were in, in the front seat of the car, and they were talking about how UFOs, you know, she was talking about how UFOs weren't real, our friend, right? Her husband was an aerospace engineer. My wife was kind of, well, you know, how can you say that? You know, <laughs> it's, you know it's a huge universe. And, and, uh, and later on, we found out that our friend actually had a sighting herself. She just didn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. Oh, got it. In a cornfield in Kansas, right? But they're having this talk, and I'm seeing this thing over this mountain. And we, we were, like, right next to it. And it, was, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't a spaceship. It was just this object that didn't belong there. Mm-hmm. Right. It was this ornate, like a... What, not, not like a round radar dish, but if you take a, a sheet of 8 by 12 paper... And, and not quite fold it, you know. It's like you see them on on the top of an aircraft carrier. It's like a radar, like a okay, radar. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, antenna. This thing was floating with no visible means of support. Uh, it wasn't, you know. I went everywhere. I googled, you know. I looked at. It, it's like, what the hell is it? And it looked like it was artistically done. It was ornate, you know. It was bright chrome silver, and you know, I haven't done LSD and. You know, 40, five days, forty some. <laughs> you know, I grew up in the seventies. Yeah, say, but but you know, I mean, it's not like I'm I'm one to hallucinate or right. see shit that isn't there. Yeah, you know? but this thing was was there, and and my wife and our friend did not notice it. Mm-hmm. And we drive past it, and I turn around, and it's still up there. I'm like, uh, uh, they never saw it. About how far away? It was. 
like 50 feet away. Oh, okay. Okay, it was close. And it, we're talking about something that was 150, 200 feet across. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, everybody should have seen that. Right. But I think that I'm learning that if they want you to see, I think that if you see a UFO, you were supposed to see it. Hmm. Oh, I don't God. think that anybody sees a UFO unless they're meant to see it. So let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you I something. I think they can decide who's going to see what. Okay. Your story about your mom and an experience she had was very similar to an experience I had when I was a kid, and mom was involved in this. And I brought it up to her, and she kind of remembers it, kind of doesn't. But we were walking into the front door of our house in Syracuse, New York, when I was a kid. She was there. And this little light bulb swishes in. She grabs me, kind of holds me down like this. Ready? Oh, really? Hmm. And, it, and, it, and it circles around in the inside <laughs> and, then, and then leaves and, and, and flies out. And I've talked to uh, Chris Pappas' mom has had a similar experience. Uh. And then I read your mom had a similar experience. Whoa. And just like anything, you know, my mom, I remember very uh, clearly my mom was like, Boy, that was weird. But then, like, how most normal people, like I said, people don't want to think about that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, it yeah. must have just been a light refraction. But, no, this was right. an entity that flew, circled around. Like, now, is it a lightning bug during the day? Who the hell knows? But I saw what I saw was this little... This it's called ball. an orb. Yeah, an orb. Yeah. And, it, and then it flew out. They called them Foo Fighters in World War II. Oh, because it's a common thing that people... And they used to track the planes. Right. They, they have photographs of them. Yeah. And, and, you're, and I read that your mom had seen one of those. Yes. And, you know, I was just wondering if, like, maybe that's where the contact started. Uh, I think that that thing you saw on the Thousand Islands, I think that was an alien. It might have been. Not a ghost. Yeah. Because I personally don't believe in ghosts. Where but was it that he saw? It was up in up northern in the New Thousand York. Thousand Islands. No, oh. this was another thing. This was my... We I was talking about this last night. Because I was thinking about it today. I felt, I feel like that was like a potential alien encounter. So we had a, um, I'll try and tell this as quickly as possible, but, but I would hang out with this girl every night. We'd go to this field and smoke cigarettes when we were kids. And uh, this one night, this dog is following us around. We'd go to this bridge and then kind of go to this field and just like how kids do. And the girl grabs my arm so hard and goes, <gasps> like, terrified. I, and then the, the, the holding my arm was so hard I had a bruise for a week. And we look right across, and this, and this thing is sort of like clear, kind of like energy, and it's it's walking like that, but it's covering more distance, right? And the dog goes right up, goes right up alongside of it. Now huh. that was as real. I mean, there was no drugs involved. That mm -hmm. was, and it was right there. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you saw it, we saw it. She was terrified. We both mm -hmm. saw it, and it was it was like kind of scared of us. It almost had like a like something like this. Now here's the thing: I've never seen anything like that again in my entire life. So. I mean, if, if it's a ghost, hey, how come I'm not seeing But, I mean, who knows? What's the science of it all? But possibly it could have been an alien. Because I, I just I think ghosts are thoughts. I think yeah. it's when you're, it's like, oh, I, if someone passes away and it's like I can feel that person, that's because they're memories. heavily yeah. on yeah. your mind right, right. there. Right. Yeah. yeah, Which is possible. I yeah. Mean, the mind is very powerful. Or when it's like, oh, that house is haunted. It's like, boom, that's in your head. Yeah. So you're going to go in there and you're going to be you're looking gonna be feeling... for every single thing that you think might be mm -hmm. a ghost. But alien contact does seem to raise up a person's uh, propensity to have uh, paranormal uh, experiences. Right, that's what you We've found? We've seen that. And, With thousands of, I mean, there, there was one... Uh, you know, uh, Edgar Mitchell had uh, the the Apollo astronaut had a, a group that was studying uh, abduction mm -hmm. uh, syndrome, and and uh, they 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 pulled like thousands of people that it, and and they kept finding the same traits in people. Right. Know? And it was the same story. Everything, you know, I mean, it was always personalized. And it would be that person, but there were things that were similarities. 
and, and, and our ERT team at MUFON is, it's, it's, you know, kind of the sister. Team. What's ERT? Uh, the experience or research team. Okay. You know, can right. you talk a little bit about abductees and how, how the stories that are similar that differentiate from sleep paralysis, or do they all fall in line sure. with that? Um, well, <clears throat> some people just have sleep paralysis. That mm-hmm. is, that is a condition and, yeah. and, yeah. and people have it, you know, um, but sometimes it happens to follow along with a person who is is being visited, mm-hmm. and uh, and it uh, it just winds up. It's kind of a symptom of of the fact that they're being visited, right? Um, with sleep paralysis, like you were mentioning, that that you would sometimes like you saw the aliens when you were you were young, and yeah. kind of morphed into more like demonic yep. things and stuff, and. And per, that you know that sounds more like perhaps you're experiencing straight ahead sleep paralysis. Right. But I would wonder about your earlier events. That yeah. Is, is, no. Well, you have my card. The the early ones yeah. that I would have in Watertown were were differentiated from what I have yeah. have had ever since then. They were very floating and 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 flying around the house and, mm-hmm. and there there'd be occasions where i was convinced mm-hmm. that i woke up in another room and then you'd kind of like come to again or or then that feeling of you know you're you're floating yeah. uh yeah no i've definitely had it probably like 20 times in my life yeah i haven't had it lately but yeah two years ago in venice i mean just the, your description of the object the little you know ping pong ball right. sized orb that came through your house yeah you know, i've heard that story before right you know, it goes along with people that have experienced, you know. And, and are most of your, when you're meeting with abductees, are they terrified? Are they comfortable with it? What's the Usually experience? Usually they're comfortable with it. Um, if it's just begun, if it's a new thing, then then it, it, it does scare them at first. Mm-hmm. It scares them. You know, it's this ontological thing where their universe is suddenly shifted. Right? Oh, yeah, for the sure. The paradigm shift. There's no greater paradigm shift that you can think of yeah. mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm being visited by, by yeah. extraterrestrials. Right. But as people, this was an interesting uh, result that they got from, from polling these people, and, and, and our poll reflects the exact same thing, that like 80% of people who are either visited or taken say they're asked, if you could stop it tomorrow, would you have it stop? And 80% say no. Interesting. They say that they, they feel like they're, they're, they have empathy, uh-huh. that they've gotten to know their, their visitors. Interesting. A lot of people give them names. Huh. You know, and they sort of become like this family hmm. almost to them. Now, I thought this was Stockholm Syndrome for a long time. But Stockholm Syndrome is something that you get better from, right? right? This is something where it's like, no, this is added to my life. It's, it's you know, it's made my, my life, I feel more spiritual. I feel more in tune with other humans. My empathy has been raised, and I feel like my psychic powers. Like I can, like, like I can under, you know, my intuition has right. been heightened. Huh. So people generally say no. I think 8% is the number of, of, of the contactees that wished that they could stop it tomorrow. Yeah. It, it, and, yeah, is it terrifying? Do the stories line up? Are there similarities in yes. most of them? And is it, what is it that you're being tested on? They're, they're just doing research on your body? There's or like DNA gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's wisdom sometimes being imparted to people. There's healings that take place. Interesting. People that have been sick, even cancers have been, you know, suddenly uh, mysteriously uh, oh, really? 
gone. Yeah. You know? Well, it's interesting. After sleep paralysis, as scary as it sometimes can be, I'm used to it by now. And, and by the way, when the, when the demonic thing, entity comes in, I'm like, come on, buddy. What are we doing? What, <laughs> let's do it. Come on. And I like call the bluff kind of. Yeah. And they, and they, they kind of come up and try and scare me. I'm like, buddy, I've, I've seen it all before. Well, no, I and always try to like, you but can't move your arm, but you, when, oh, I always try to like do that, but when, you can't do when it. When I wake up. I'm, if I, it usually happens right at the onset of sleep. When I wake up, I'm strangely, I feel great. I, mm. There's a tingling sensation. I feel incredibly rested and relaxed. Mm. And, okay. and like, well, I guess, learned you know, to, it's like a conquering moment. Yeah. Right yeah. Um, we work a lot of stuff out in our sleep. Now, have you ever had any, not, have you yeah. ever had anybody that's just like their life has completely gone downhill? I've had a couple of people where they felt like it had, destroyed their lives but, right. those, but those are not the usual yeah it's not what i usually hear a lot of times you know it, they they maybe watch a little too much ancient aliens right. or something. and they they you know they feel like the government's involved and it's mk ultra that's coming after them and yeah and that the alien thing is is you know put on but but they're mm-hmm. just being messed with and and then I have, you know, and then there are other people where, I mean, you have to, I'm a nurse in, in real life, you mm-hmm. know, not that, you know, my UFO thing isn't real life, but that's how I, I make my living. And uh, so you do have to assess a person's men- mentation mm-hmm. when you're talking with them, especially if it's, I'm actually working on a case. Right. Uh, if it's, if it's my case and I'm, I'm going to close it, I have to, you know, I mean, I have to ask them questions like, do you you know, are you seeing anybody for mental health problems and are you on medication? Right. And, you know, I had one guy that told me his whole story and he was scared to death and, you know, horrible things were happening to him and, and God, I, we have to make it stop. And then he said, well, but, you know, I am schizophrenic and my doctor put me on, you know, I've right. changed my meds a couple times. Uh, and then it's out. like, oh, yeah, yeah. in the trash. Now, he might in the actually, trash can that goes. He may be visited as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, but they love that. Doesn't well, you just? Yeah, I, that's a hard. That. It's hard to tell. Yeah. I, I, no, that's the thing. Is like I always was wondering. Well, maybe schizophrenia isn't a mental thing. It's like these people are just <laughs> right, they just right. got worked the fuck over by these aliens. I don't and know, yeah, but, you know, you have to you have to ask that. So you're almost kind of like a social worker for yes. uh, with for, the ERT. That's and then, so, so that's yeah. one element of it. Mm-hmm. And now another element is. Is people with sightings will come to you, yes. and you. Let's talk about an investigation because I know you've sure. you've had some interesting things come up recently. You emailed me um, the Cessna. Uh, what, what was that? What happened um, there? This is just a recent. Someone well, we contacted had, you with this information. Oh, that's right. That that <clears> was a, a case I'm still working on, where a, a gentleman and I. It's an anom. I can't. You know, he's an aerospace engineer, mm-hmm. but he saw a black triangular UFO being accompanied by a Cessna and he saw it land in one of the aerospace companies yeah. behind the wall right. where he you know pretty much thought the helipad was. and not I'm a not stealth mention the name not a stealth bomber like a, a certain no, very differentiated it was perfectly quiet he said right. that the Cessna was in front mm-hmm. and that you you could hear it and this is a guy I mean he's an aerospace engineer this is all he does is, right you know work on stuff like this and and, and rocket engines and, and jets so he said that um, that he saw the Cessna, and he said that it looked like it was accompanying it. Hmm. Or perhaps it had gotten lost or something. But the Cessna kept on going, and this black triangle, like you see in X-Files, right? They use right. That yeah. Because it's, it's well known at this point. Many people have seen it. They've seen it 
over and over again in Belgium during the Belgian wave at the you know end of the 90s into the you know or end of the 80s into the 1990s, and people keep seeing this. It's got a, a white light on each corner, a red light on the bottom. Mm -hmm. The red light seems to be able to detach. Some people say that it's perhaps it's a probe that they can send it around to you know peruse the area. Other people think that it might even have like. Uh, like it's a portal of some, like a traveling portal. Huh. Mm -hmm. But anyway, people see these. And this was a gentleman who is an aerospace engineer. Um, he had all the credit and the credibility behind himself. I can't say his name because it could destroy his, his right, yeah. right. work, his yeah. means of making a, a living. But, uh, but it was 3 a.m. It was in, you know, near Edwards, and, and he saw this. And he said it was perfectly silent. Uh, it, it was defying gravity. Mm -hmm. Said there was no rotor on this thing, you know. It just it was it was as smooth as silk. And he said, and I watched it. It was going just a real nice steady clip, and then it suddenly stops, and it lands just like a, a harrier. But there was no sound, no dust being thrown up. It was it was just. And I said, well, how did that make you feel? And he said, well, I would like to work on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. That's Man. probably amazing. And I wonder. And when was that this? case is still going on right now? Oh, so it was recent. Okay. And so, what does your investigation entail now? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm trying to. Well, we we've actually had sort of a spate of triangular uh, UFO sightings recently mm -hmm. in the last couple of months. Uh, we always have reports of them, but this is all in the Southern California area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all black triangular. They each, they all have the little light on the white light on each corner and the red light in the middle. And they're silent. And they're silent. Huh. Silent. And 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 the people that are reporting them are are, are like aerospace engineers and, and scientists and. Uh, uh, they're not stupid people. Right. Yeah. And so you're gathering and collecting all this data. Yes. He's looking for patterns. Absolutely. Like, you're not going out, like, with, with uh, Fox Mulder and going out on field investigation. So if, you're, if, if someone has one that's hovering over there, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a, a MUFON star team member. I've been trained to do this. Right. I'll, I'll go out to the site. I'll, so I'll you actually that will happen. You went, so you're chief investigator right now, but you've worked up the ranks. You were trained mm -hmm. by other yes. people. What's that training like? Um, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, state director and, and dear friend Jeff Krauss has, has, has been doing this for, for quite a few years now. And, uh, he, you know, we started talking on Facebook, and I, I just joined MUFON, and I got a hold of him. I said, you know, I would really like to do this myself. How, do, how does one go about that? Mm -hmm. you know? And I guess that he saw the potential. He is another musician, and, and he I think maybe just... Uh, he just had good intuition. Somehow or another, he knew that I was the right person for it. Mm -hmm. And he started giving me cases. He started training me. And a lot of it is sort of like, you know, like the, the old TV show Kung Fu where the Zen master whacks you with Totally, yeah. That's <laughs> or, what I'm you know, It's like, no. Yeah. That is a drone. That is a video of a drone. Or, <clears> you yeah. see that strobe? That is the strobe setting on a drone, and that is not a UFO. You know, and, you know, no, those are Chinese lanterns. No, that's a water spot on the person's lens of his camera. <laughs> right. No, that's, that, that is, is CGI. Mm -hmm. It's not very good CGI. Uh -huh. and look up the person's background, and sure enough, the person person was had a you know a public resume you know cgi lifelike cgi <laughs> yeah. yeah right so you know as jeff worked really hard with me and and kind of whipped me into shape and now he trusts me 
with a lot of what's going He just on. gets really frustrated. Like, he turns it off. He's like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Let's turn this back it's, on again. It's like officer, Lou Gossett Jr. and Officer <laughs> the Gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I got nowhere left to go, Sarge. So what is it? It's, mu- it's Mutual UFO. Mutual UFO Network. Okay. And so established in 69. Mm-hmm. So did your mom know about that, that at all? Did I she don't have any? Know. No. I don't think that she really was in. She wasn't into UFOs. Oh, okay. Mm. She wasn't into that. She was more into what we are connected. Like what? Like are they among us? Are there bodies that we have? Are, I do believe you know? that we have bodies. Yeah. You said that there were bodies. That then there's been more crash retrievals than Roswell. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one uh, gentleman, Leonard Stringfield. <clears> that, uh, you know, I mean, I, we, we have his status reports in the MUFON home office out, out here, you know, uh, Irvine area where we're based. But but uh, they, they have his, his research notebooks. I've, I've, like, poured through them, but like, the little time I've had to do that so far. But uh, but he made a whole, his, his whole gist of his investigations was based on crash retrievals, hmm. and then there have been a few. I mean, they say that there was one in 1942 here in the San Bernardino Mountains during the Battle of Los Angeles. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you about that, yeah, uh, the Battle of happen. Los Angeles. That did happen. Yeah. And what, what, I've, I've heard different reports of it. What exactly was that? Some people say it was a Fugu balloon, but those weren't that large. Mm-hmm. You look at the photograph that was on the cover of the L.A. Times, and you can still see that photograph. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been enhanced. In fact, they toned it down when they put it on the cover of the Times. I've seen the original. The original paper? And it's, a, it's a flying saucer. It's like somebody took two dishes and put them together, and they shot at it for a couple of hours, you uh, know. People died of heart attacks. People were <clears> hurt by falling shrapnel. Uh, it was oh, wow. I, I don't think I've ever heard of this. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it crazy. Happened, it happened over Santa Monica. Yeah. Wow. Did God. they make a movie about that? John uh, Bellucci, I think, made this film 1942. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. It's about the oh, yeah. Of that's right. It See, is that a jumble? No, remember, that was always the Bellucci movie I never wanted to watch, or you never wanted to watch because it just looked like a bad war movie yeah. or something. Uh, but yeah, it's about the uh, Battle okay. of Los Angeles. Yeah. So they, they shot at these things, but then they just retreated. They blamed it on Warner. So they said nothing was there. Right. But there are some documents, again, that have been released through FOIA requests that seem to point to something otherwise. So there might have actually been a crash retrieval here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you never know. And these UFOs... 1942. These beings... Roswell. Do you get a feeling that they're all coming from the same Mm -mm. entity? There's multiple different... I think we're dealing with different races of uh, ETs or dimensionals or whatever they are. Not Earthlings, you know? And that they that they have, uh, I think they, that they have different agendas. But I think they're kind of that they sort of have something like Star Trek's prime directive that they are allowed to do so much. Mm-hmm. But in a way, they're supposed to keep their hands off us too, to a certain extent. Well, if you look at the uh, Battle of Los Angeles, it's like, no, you're going to come. Yeah, we're, right. we're gonna we're gonna fight you. Yeah. And they must know and we, we have technologies I mean, oh, that well, they humans get more that breaks. they can't um, that they would give them a run for their money. You know, now maybe back in the ancient, like w- let's talk a little bit about ancient aliens. How sure. how deep do you get into any of that? Uh, I think that what happened in India, mm-hmm. that, that a lot of the Indian, uh, the, the Hindu religion is based on craft that came from the sky. Right. Okay. And uh, that there are two areas in India that seem to have had, that, that it's possible that there was a nuclear weapon that was exploded thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it was 5,000 years ago or even long, longer than that, 8,000, I think. 
so and there are certain uh, there are certain stories that are universal. Mm-hmm. Everybody has gods that come from the sky. Right, right. They yeah, don't yeah. come from uh, underground. I guess maybe you know there's certain certain you know American Indian uh, religions where they they came from from the earth, but but mostly you're talking about sky gods. And uh, I think that that should be looked into. Carl Sagan believed that we should look into that. Right. He was dissuaded from that, but one of his very first dissertations, the one that came out in 1962, he was saying that rather than look in our telescopes and, 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 and listening for radio signals, we should be getting our, uh, you know, we should be going to archaeological sites and, and digging deeper. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like Gablaki Tepe, do you yeah. know, like, is that, sure. do you think that's an alien or is that a lost civilization that... Uh, I, I think it's probably a lost civilization. Right. I think things like the Babylon Battery is mm-hmm. real interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Sumerians and, and, and how much they knew about astronomy right. is very, very interesting. Uh, they, they knew about the solar system and the different planets. Totally. And, and that this is things that are happening during the caveman, the Neolithic time, but, the, right. but the, they uncover sculptures and things that are so far advanced for what we thought of what hunter and gatherers were capable of so that there had to be something between the dinosaurs or a lot of people believe that there was human beings alive at the dinosaur time and that that there there was a law that the ice age some survived and were able to create like gobleki tepe is probably the most interesting of those and easter island um yeah the, the pyramids. I mean, some I mean, of I don't this wanna... stuff, I think, is just, I mean, maybe cargo <clears throat> cult stuff. Yeah. Where we were designing things to emulate what we were seeing uh, overhead. Yeah. But uh, but you do have to look at the pyramids and the way they're arranged. They're arranged like Orion's belt. Totally. The Nile is the Milky Way. And, and I mean, it kind of is very interesting, you know. Yeah. Well, on those uh, ships that I've been seeing recently, are, all, are, are they pyramid shaped? Well, they see pyramidical uh, yeah. UFOs, certainly. Yeah. Well, that's the, the wild thing about the pyramids and the the mathematical precision and how it's, I don't know the exact thing, but how it's completely synced to the circumference of the earth or something like oh, right. things you would not be able to just do if you weren't dialed into some kind of right. tech. The geographical ge- coordinates t- technology like exactly on the, like uh, the, the, uh, the equator and uh, I mean, I. Uh, It's very, very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And you see, that's where Giorgio is. I like that. You know, when when Giorgio isn't reaching, he's pretty good. But, of course, he has to come up with so many episodes. To make it interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Easter Island, I think, is probably just, I mean, they they may have been creating gods. To scare people off, right? Yeah. Or, you know, again, you know, uh, I think a lot of religions may have, may have, been founded from what people misinterpreted that was actually extraterrestrial yeah. contact. You know? Right. Or they may have been using the God Gambit with it with us because we wouldn't understand what other planets were. So that was it was just easier and easier to get us to follow in tow to just say, well, we created everything. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that what you were talking about, about people, about victims of alien abduction coming back and having more like empathy and like their cancer is gone. I mean, it seems to me like that's God. Like yeah, they had, they had a contact well, well, with God. Let's yeah, because that's interesting. It's like in, the, in a, I just a Bruce Coburn song, "Creation Dream," just popped <laughs> yeah. in my head. Uh, one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And a creation theory could potentially be that these th- this thing that we think of as God could potentially be this alien 
thinks he, I don't, I don't believe, I mean, if it's advanced, I don't believe in a creator anymore. I believe in that there is this universe and no, I, I believe in the best thing is to just give up on trying to figure that out. (laughs) Cause why can't it just, why is, why can't things just exist? I say that there's a reason why it's called the miracle of life. Yeah. It's a total mirror. Like it's, but that if we were created, it would be from these, other no, yeah, beings, totally. perhaps, yeah. you know. Now, I, I, not to get too crazy, w- have you ever with, I don't want to get too into drugs and how it uh, affects, but DMT specifically, mm. have you found any um, with people's DMT experiences that are, are there stories about people feeling an alien yes. having experiences that I, I, I've tried it once and, and my 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 thing was I just went into another dimension and it, there was a very strong alien mm. presence that was kind of it was peaceful it wasn't an evil thing but it was it was the the alien like the communion type yeah, the terror, thing the can yeah whole whole did you see this the crystal chrysanthemum and all that right the little elves and all that yeah, no, well just the it's kind of interesting just that they're we'll see the same stuff. that the that, that it was an alien intelligence that we are not now again it can completely just but DMT be drugs. exists D- in our brains DMT exists now. in our brains exactly. so that and that 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 we talk about interstellar and and that you are that we might very well be controlled by these things and it's not a bad thing per se but you you it was almost like it unlocked it was showing me this that alien intelligence was in fact kind of pulling our strings to some yeah. extent i i i believe that <clears throat> yeah I think that they're you know i think that that they're absolutely interacting with us right. as a society and a culture and and i think that they're deeper into us than we would think you but know, the, all the way to the mito you know mitochondria you know well that, right. and, 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 and in the psyche you know i i just don't think we necessarily have the language to express it yet it was that right. if there was god that was what it was and the yeah. only reason why i give this any credence is because dmt exists in your brain yeah, and all thing, living right. things naturally yeah, yeah. it's not like taking a lsd or a mushrooms or something like that this is a synthesized <laughs> version of a chemical that that happens when you dream and yeah. when you yes. when you die and which is makes it even more interesting because when you die and if you're going to be getting this portal to this alien intelligence that's that was interesting i i thought i was wondering how often that comes up or how much it part of a conversation a that lot. is it doesn't come up a whole lot in my investigations <clears throat> but i'm very very interested in that and i yeah. mean i think that that probably what's you know that that we originally were able to perceive much more that's around us than we do now. Right. But because of predation, mm-hmm. when we were, you know, primates in the trees, we had to shield off everything because our focus had to be for threats. Right. right. <clears throat> so I think that, that perhaps at one time we were able to tap into that and we were able to see into other dimensions. Yeah. The universe was much larger. It, uh, the, our scope of it, right? And and pr- perhaps for you know you, you know dogs will sometimes you know sniff something or hear something or react to something before we do, and right. their senses are much more acute. And I think that ours were sort of shuttered over time as as just. To, is a way of dealing against predators. Right. But now here we are. We're kind of stuck with that. Mm-hmm. We're stuck with that. And and so perhaps that's the good uh, the good thing about psychotropics. And I think that science that science should be looking at it more. And they are. Yeah. They are looking at it. Right. You know, right now more than they ever have in, in years. In yeah. Years, you know. 
So I think that's very valid, and, and that you know that they should be yeah. looking into it. Uh, what's the most like? What is the craziest thing you've seen that, I mean, you're a believer, obviously, that you've oh, yeah. dedicated a, a lot of your life to this. What evidence, what's the most conclusive evidence you've seen maybe that you didn't experience or that you've seen in a recent mm-hmm. case study that's just continually confirming your belief and passion to continue doing this? I mean, there's just multiple witness sightings. Right. Like Chicago O'Hare Airport, right, uh, 2007, where it was hov- there was a flying saucer hovering over the control tower. Mm-hmm. Is there Pilots video of that? Coming, that there apparently was. Yeah, and it's oh, obviously yeah, yeah. Right. you know, <laughs> mysteriously gone. <clears throat> and uh, we, you know, now I, I, as far as disclosure goes, I don't think the aliens want us to have disclosure. I think that they're perhaps part of the guys pulling the strings. Right. We don't want the public to know. In a way, I think we're still a primitive culture. Oh my gosh. We, we are violent. And I, and, and I like to think, and I don't know this for sure, but I like to think they're trying to uplift us. And, and that that's why the DNA gathering and all this, that it's just, it's a lot harder than perhaps. They it's like community no, service. Again, what <laughs> you said when those, those people, uh, they felt like they were I'm much a, a better person. Yeah. yeah. They're if trying we know to... they're here, it's like the wild animal part. We get right? scared. The lions we... know they're being watched. They're going to act differently, and they're not going to live their lives. Yeah. Right? So they got we got to have to tranquilize them before we do something. Right. So the, the, it's a compassionate. Let's just say, let's just pick one alien species that they're compassionate, mm-hmm. and it's almost like. The, the same thing for like Ryan Gosling helping Darfur. Like they're gonna, <laughs> they're actually here doing like universal intergalactic services. Yeah, perhaps, right. you know, perhaps intelligence isn't that uh, rife through the universe. I, I, I think that you know, I, I hear over and over that people will sometimes have messages and conversations with with their uh, visitors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people report that Earth, it's the fauna and the, the multitude of various species. And right. it's a beautiful planet. And you're part of it. You're the intelligence that rose up from that. Right. You know? and, and that there's a reason that they, they, they see us, that we have worth. Right. It's probably a lonely universe out there. Totally. I mean, they didn't come here and, and bomb us or give us a deadly virus. I mean, they could have. Mm-hmm. Or they could have diverted a comet. They could have done whatever. But totally. here we are. We, yeah. You know? The one you saw in San Luis Obispo, what, uh, did you just drive by? It was just there? Did you see it to fly? No, it, it, was, it was there, and they kept driving, and I didn't want our friend to think I was crazy, so mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. I didn't tell anybody about it except a friend on another podcast, you know, started asking me, and I finally kind of, you know, gave the information. But I think that was for me to see and to understand something. Uh-huh. I think I was being given a little lesson there, and that is, okay. is that just that, that one person may see something and other people won't. That there's a reason why everything isn't a multiple witness sighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and also, I think that, you know, E.T. probably has a good sense of humor, and they like to mess with me. That. Yeah. This is usually a little practical, jokey type thing. <laughs> and and the com- is the communication that people talk about, is it more just like a te- telepathic, mm-hmm. it's like expressing a feeling, and then you just understand what they're saying, rather than like... Being able to completely that, that, that when you have a telepathic conversation with a, an extraterrestrial entity, that it is uh, that it is unequivocal what they're saying. To mm. you. That it's deeper 
than language could ever right. more detailed and, and and you understand what well, they're saying. You understand uh, them and they understand you. And that's another thing of DMT is you can't put into words exactly what you're feeling, but it's it's you you just it's like you just got all the answers, but you can't say what they are because they exist on another plane of consciousness. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, I'm just like. I understand everything now. Well, what do you understand? I, I, it's, it's, it's on a, I can't even tell you. It's just that there's something internal, and it's like goes beyond the mechanism of the brain. You're right. in this other dimension. There is peace, and it's – you just – so I'm wondering if it's like something similar. That's why I'm coming back to It's that. like Bruce Coburn. You just got to listen to it. Yeah. Like and Oh, wasn't that great when people were trying to request songs? And if you he got real snappy a few times there. Well, yeah, it yeah. was great. getting a little older and snarky. Yeah. At this point. How do you know when a when a case is closed? Like when you it's Oh God. Uh, you know, when stuff stops coming in on it. Oh, okay. there, but I can always reopen them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, right. I have a lot of cases I keep open. I just keep them as insufficient data to close. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've sometimes had, you know, a couple occasions where people, it's like, you didn't give my UFO an unknown status, like, because it's still open. Right. You're still having experiences. I, I, I'm waiting for more, you know, evidence to come in because I think we're going to get more. It's right. not done. Uh, and okay. they do. I mean, I still, I keep getting stuff in. I, I add to a lot of these cases. How many do you get, uh, like, a week? It depends on the week. I mean, right now... We've got field investigators on on vacation, and, and one one guy in the UK, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm sort of overloaded right now with cases. Got but, it. but I usually have a good. I mean, it's not unusual for me to be working on 30, 40 cases at once. Wow! You know? wow I mean, I've, that's not unusual. We we have a lot of UFO sightings out here. Now you got to remember. I mean, J. Allen Hynek, who I was talking about earlier, who was the scientist that, that headed up the Blue Book investigations. You know his the his rule of thumb was ninety five percent of UFO sightings can be explained prosaically, and you have to do that. You got to debunk it. But if you want to have real UFOs, you have to debunk the fakes, mm-hmm. right? You right. Know? And there's a lot of fakes, especially now. You know, it's like all the silly YouTube yeah, channels of course. and stuff. You know, so ninety five percent of what I do is is I, I I'm like everybody's worst buzzkill. I'm telling right. them why what they saw wasn't a UFO. Yeah. You know? But it's at 5%. Right. Interesting. Like, you know, we were talking about Chicago hair. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, you know, your listeners can look that up. Just look up the Chicago O'Hare UFO sighting. It'll pop right up. Right. I mean, it's a well, well-founded well sighting. You know, Phoenix Lights from the 1990s. Yeah. What did they, yeah. did they deduct that was, uh, was they candles on a string or something? There or was, what? Even Fife Simonton, who was the governor, later came back and said, no, we, I actually saw a spaceship. Right. He said that was not flares. It was all fake was news. Military, you can't, yeah. yeah. There, was a mil- there is a military base, and after the reports had been coming in for many, many hours, they sent up flares. Mm-hmm. They dropped some flares from a plane. Mm-hmm. That way it gives them the ability to... Uh, what uh, for listeners? Oh, what now are those? This is the o- O'Hare. Is that fake? Oh wow! Or uh, I haven't seen that photograph, and I don't know if that's a real one. But right. uh, that's what it looked like. And okay. Maybe somebody yeah. did find a photo. But uh, hmm. what YouTube clips? It should... made a hole through the clouds. Did it really? like a hole punch cloud. Wow! And it was not cold enough for it to be like a naturally formed hole punch cloud. 
I mean, wow. sometimes ice crystals can, can form those, but this was, it was a, a warm day, mm -hmm. low cloud cover, and this thing just hung there to find gravity, mm. you, know, you know, Newton's laws out the door, you know, and just hung there, and, and everybody was talking about it on the tarmac in the control tower. Phone calls were going back and forth. Pilots were talking about it. Right. Apparently, one pilot took a photograph. Um, maybe that's that's the one. Maybe yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. You know? Yeah. But uh, you know, and then it just shot through the clouds. Right. It's gone. You know. It's a good. Good. When, yeah. When the SpaceX thing launched, did you were you like holy shit, or did you know? No, I, I, no. I'm used to those. Yeah, okay. But I had like 18 different people report that. Oh, I'm sure. And each one of those reports takes about an hour to, you know, just like running through it. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, so, I was. We were back at our parents' place in New York, but I mean, our, when you go on social, when you would go on social, oh, people media, were going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, damn like, you, Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> I live. I, I my uh, building. I'm on a, t a high floor of a building that uh, directly looks at the Hollywood Hills, and I see crazy lights. And I mean, I'm guess it's guessing it's heat lightning. What, yeah, what kind of activity? They do. There, there are reports. Yeah, on Hollywood Hills. Yeah, you know, I have a close friend that saw a black triangle over right. the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Um, yeah, his whole family saw it. Right. And it wasn't a B2, so, you know, yeah. What, um, what uh, YouTube, is there anything we can, that people, people listening that they should look at that you feel is valid on YouTube? Sure, go to, go to MUFON. Oh, on, you have, your website, is it MUFON.com, well, by the MUFON. way? MUFON.com, if you see a UFO, we would like to know about it. Right. We'll investigate it. I, if you're here in Southern California, I will see a report, and I, and I might even investigate it. Mm -hmm. Or I'll give it to one of my wonderful, amazing field investigators mm. that we have whipped into shape. Yeah. You know, uh, we have more ex-field investigators than, than current field investigators because it's hard work. Yeah. Um, and we would love to look into your UFO, and, and if you saw something that was extraordinary, maybe it was. Uh, right. Yeah. Now, your staff, what, what type of people are these? Is there a common thread? I mean, aside from belief in, in wanting to have more knowledge, are, there, are they doctors? Are they waiters? Doctors, What's scientists. The... We have actors. Yeah. We have, uh, we have um, goodness, what else? Uh, you know, from all walks of life. Really. And, and you can apply. You can apply. Yeah. and you can, you, All you have to do is, is you, if you go to MUFON.com, they have a little link. It says how to become a field investigator. You buy the handbook. Uh, they have a list of the state directors. You can either get a hold of your state director. I mean, I got a hold of my state director just using social media. Mm -hmm. and it, right. You know, here I am. You know, it's one of the best things I ever did. Right. And you, too, yeah. can investigate <laughs> Let's do it. It'll expand your world and your mind. Let's talk Blink 182. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Tom DeLonge. <laughs> he's, he's, is he doing good or is he doing I just, bad? Yeah, I, I can't that. tell if it's performance hmm. art or if it's if I he's, think he's real. Serious. I think he's real. Right. I mean, well, Louis uh, Elizondo was the head of the you know the government uh, the Pentagon uh, UFO study that and that was a very real thing. I mean, Harry Reid has gone on record about it. It was funded by the Pentagon. And it's still going on. They didn't end their, their UFO study. I mean, it's a threat assessment study. Right. Mm -hmm. And they can't, it's not ours. It's not Russia's. It's not China's. Uh, whose is it? Uh, it was define uh, Newton's laws, uh, define the laws of thermodynamics. Uh, you know, it's like, 
You, you, it's like a Roadrunner cartoon. You can't mm-hmm. be going 3,000 miles an hour and suddenly stop. Yeah, right. You know, there's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's, it's a technology that we are unfamiliar with, but I think that uh, we would really like to have that technology. Yeah. And who's open to talking with you? Because Tom DeLonge, I was listening to him on Rogue. He's Rogan. the lead he, singer Blink-182. Yeah, too. and he claims that he's in cahoots with the government and that yeah. because of his... Uh, stature that he's able to get information out wider and that they like that. I think this is that they are trying to give us a little bit of, of info. disclosure right yeah. now. I mean, people have been crying out for it and I think that perhaps... He's their messenger. I think he's just trying to get people to listen to Blink-182. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big Blink... I'm not a big I just don't know what... I, 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 I just... think that what he's doing, though, is actually good and valid. Right. And that's okay. not MUFON, but they are actually willing to work with us, and we're willing to work with them. And, and, okay. and the gentleman, the aerospace uh, mogul who who started this, this, this group, you know... Um, is is uh, he actually did work with MUFON for a period of time? Okay, and it's it's like, but it's a different group from us, and that's good because that gives us like peer review, as far as I'm concerned. There's right, plenty of UFOs and enough to go around. That's for sure. No, when you get some evidence, and you're who can you bring it to? Who do you can you contact? Where does it go after MUFON? Where where does it stop with MUFON? Mm, where do you? That's I mean, well. And that's interesting because we may be working with the two the stars guys because mm-hmm. now they they seem to have some pretty good funding there. So and and uh, you know Robert Bigelow is the aerospace uh, mogul that's kind of uh, funding and working with them, or I guess he's working with them. But he he ha- he's the guy that uh, well the ISS living, you know, the modules that the astronauts are living in up there are his design. You mm-hmm. know, they, they, they're inflatable and they just send them up and, and that's his, his baby, you know. Right. But his big thing is is that he, he once saw a UFO. I guess his, he saw one with his parents and it's, it's become, for a lot of us, you know, you get to a certain age and it's just like, you know, I need to really I, just believing isn't enough now. I want to understand and, mm-hmm. and maybe we can make life better for us. Maybe we can do that. Right. Know? Maybe we can travel 3,000 miles an hour and then suddenly stop and, yeah. and, and be fine. Right. You know? How do you do that? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, uh, that he probably has good, you know, he certainly has good instincts about this. And uh, so that's going to be one way of dealing with this. But uh, no, MUFON, I mean, we're, we're kind of uh, self-contained and... Uh, you know, that, I mean, NASA doesn't really want our information. Right. And uh, the Pentagon so far, well, they've been interested in what we have. Really? Who, but, yeah, do people, when you have something uh, interesting, because, yeah, I'm sure they have their own uh, research. He recently, he spoke at the, at the recent symposium that we had, and he said that, that they used the MUFON, <coughs> the better files for MUFON. Interesting. The, the government, the Pentagon was actually checking those cases. Your files are public, mm-hmm. all on the website. Yes. They, okay. They certainly are. Got they it. Are. And now, why does NASA not want? No, why do they not want it? I don't know. Oh. I'm not sure. They probably. I mean, they have their own. They got their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Own yeah. Stuff. Right. 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 I mean, all so many astronauts are are involved and have had sightings. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, yeah, what are some good astronaut sighting stories? Well, Edgar Mitchell is one, right. one gentleman who who uh, he felt. 
when he when he was on the, his trip to the moon, well, they they thought that they were being followed by something at one point. Also, Apollo Eleven, they yeah. saw something trailing behind them. Interesting. Um, and uh, there there have been quite a few astronauts. Uh, uh, Scott Carpenter saw something land at White Sands. I think it was 1963. He said it was a flying saucer. Little landing gears came out. It was not the little saucer thing that we were working on, mm-hmm. right? We had a little thing that, that, like a hovercraft. No, he said this came from from a distance. It was flying like a bat out of hell. Uh, it was seamless and and chromed, and it landed. And he watched this, and he said that he was that they were filming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he swore that this happened to the day he died. Wow. Do you see that their technology has evolved since the 60s, since the 40s? That the that the ours has, but I don't. Ours know. has, but because that's the thing. Because if you look at like the the films, the early films, like uh, the day the Earth uh, stood still, the, they look like a yeah. primitive idea of what a UFO <laughs> is. And now, of course, the Spielberg ones are a little bit more yeah, high tech. Yeah, so, more. is their the technology look, evolving? Just like I'm sure it is. Or I think that may be more for our benefit. Yeah, I think that that the way that we see UFOs and the way they appear to us is just not to create, you know, future shock syndrome or mm-hmm. something for us. So back in the 50s, I think that perhaps that was the idea is to make them look like our, you know, like rockets. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, they had some that were sh- showing up in Norway that they still can't explain. They called the ghost rockets. And they, they looked like these rockets with a like a green flame that would be coming mm-hmm. out of the back, but it would be traveling just like not at rocket speed. Right. You know? and, and nobody's been able to explain those. Yeah. You know, they, you know, were well, like you stuff. said that when those, the one crashed and they found like the Velcro mm-hmm. and then obviously like we They're took that and it's like, Oh, now we have Velcro. Now we have, <laughs> you wonder yeah. if they, when they've been coming down, they've been taking some of our stuff and bring, maybe bringing it back. Like seeing some of the things we're doing. Podcasts. Maybe. Yeah, podcasts. And, <laughs> you guys yeah. may be like the hit show. Yeah. Maybe there were they taken some materials from what we have and taken them back up there and yeah. who knows what they're come they they're working up they're whipping <laughs> up up there. I have one final question before you can tell us what questions we aren't asking. <laughs> and okay. that is when you when it's all said and done and you look back or, or you look forward to what you this is your life's work, this is your passion, what do you want? What are you hoping that you in your in a dream situation, what do you accomplish? I would love to just well, you know, the, my mom's contemporaries are all kind of dying. Mm-hmm. You know? I would love it if I could eventually find out more about what she was doing. Right. That would be on a personal level. I would also like to understand the phenomenon better. I've got a lot of ideas about it. But, you know, I mean, I'm a zoo hypothesis guy, like I was telling you earlier. You know, I think we're sort of like a wild animal park and they tranquilize us. But I don't know that that's true. That's Mm -hmm. just my favored theory. Mm. I'd like to know unequivocally, you know, what... What What they're doing. What they're doing. Right. And what they want. And... uh, I'd love to see a freaking flying sign. Like, yeah. really? Like, yeah, like, right <laughs> really. there. You want to be I on a camping trip. One. Right. Yeah. I can yeah. almost, like, see it. You're just looking up, and this just dark thing just hovers over, and you're like, yeah. oh, my God, I just saw it. Yeah. I'd like to see yeah. that. Yeah. But I'd love to just see a classic flying sauce. Right. People yeah. See them. Where yeah. do you stand on the other kind of, like, you know, mysteries of the world, like, you know, paranormal, Bigfoot? The universe is just bigger than we know. And, mm-hmm. And I think that probably the, the that there's areas between 
uh, you know, I think that the universe is built like a fractal, you know, mm-hmm. that, that it just keeps on branching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of physicists are seeing the universe this way as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's much more malleable than we thought it was at one time. And, uh, you know, I would love to, uh, to understand that better. You know, I'd like to uh, understand that better. But, I mean, the, the paranormal stuff that you were talking about, sorry, lost my train of thought there for one second. But back to what you were saying, um, I think that, that things get through every now and then. Yeah. It's like the Skinwalker Ranch that's in Utah. There's a, a, a kind of an interesting documentary that just came out by, a, by a Jeremy Corbell produced the film. But it's real interesting. Uh, again, Robert Bigelow, the guy that's running the To the Stars thing, Okay. Uh, he bought this ranch where they're having really strange paranormal happenings hmm. as well as UFO sightings. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Uti the Indians that are in that area as well as the Navajo and the Hopi Indians in that area, I mean, the area is considered cursed. Uh, a lot of people won't even go there. It's been like that for many, many years. Oh, really? Many generations. And where is that? I'm sorry. That's in Utah. Utah. In the Uinte Plain, I believe. Okay. The Uinte Basin is, is where it is. And, uh, but they had like, like strange cryptological creatures, like a dire wolf. And they shot, they shot at it and it, it, it like defied the bullets. Wow. Shot at it. And just really weird stuff that <laughs> happened there. Uh, they saw a UFO that looked like a flying refrigerator, you know. Wow. It's, it's just very strange stuff, you know. And, and you said it was... sounds like Frank Zappa lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's Billy the Mountain. Yeah. You, know, or something. you said it was Skinwalker. They call it Skinwalker. Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. And that's really interesting, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. And I think, you know, that that uh, that, that it's not just an uh, interstellar phenomena. It's certainly not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an interdimensional thing that's going on. I, I don't even think there's a difference. It's all outer space. Right. right. You know? it, whether it's out or within and different dimensions. Mm-hmm. and um, space too. Oh my god, yeah. I think I realized what Donald Trump probably said when they told him about that. He's like, I want to talk to the aliens. Yeah. I'm going to do great deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make the best deals with the aliens. Say the reticuli tower. Yeah. Trump tower. He, he puts, a, he puts, a, it's a, uh, he puts uh, tariffs yeah. on like their materials. Right. I doubt if he's interested in them. He just seems to be afraid of illegal aliens. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like humans, so I don't know if he's going to be really... They're rapists. <laughs> they're they're probers. probers. Some of them, I'm sure, are nice people, are nice aliens. <laughs> On both sides. On yeah. both sides, yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> probers. <laughs> they're interdimensional rapists. <laughs> Some of them, I'm sure, are decent aliens. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> now, what uh, did, you, did you bring anything? What aren't we asking? What do you want to share? You were pretty good. I, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. If you have any other... I mean, that's kind of... Yeah. No, it's awesome. So where can... Okay, so anybody listening is going to want to go to MUFON.com. And you have... M-U-F-O-N. You you collect... There's different... You collect some videos. There's different things people can access. We're like a clearinghouse of UFOs. Right. And I mean, we're... You know, we've been doing this. We're the the oldest organization uh, that that has studied UFOs. It's in existence. Right. That's us, you know. If you call the United, the United States Air Force to report a UFO, they'll <clears throat> usually send you to us. You call the police Oh, interesting. Station. Is that right? Yeah, I mean... That's right. I call this. the cops, they're going to say call MUFON. Yeah, they'll say, oh, you might want to report that to MUFON. Interesting. Huh. And that's... Uh, uh, if I call 911, I say, I see... There, she, she's like, uh, contact MUFON. Oh, cool. 
Um, they'll usually send you to us. Interesting, interesting. Well, how much time we got there left, Phil? Uh, got about two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I, you know, I'd love to talk. I know you have a. We have. You're a musician. We have some musical stuff. That might be better suited over beers at a bar because I really like that. <laughs> I really felt that this is this is exactly what I was anticipating oh, this episode great. to be. One of my favorite episodes so far. Thank awesome. you so much for doing this. Um, a little bit. Your name, Earl Gray. Is that a nickname? That's your actually given yeah, name. That's my, a nickname. That's a stage okay. name. Okay. Were you an actor? No, a musician. Musician. And you know, back back when I was playing out in the uh, like in the late 1980s, I mm-hmm. was playing in L.A. a lot. I used to hang out at a place called Iguana Cafe. Uh, Exine Cervenka mm-hmm. from the band X, John Doe, and some of those guys, you know. Did you know V? Was Vigo dating her at Vigo, that time? Vigo, I know Vigo. Yeah. Mm. So oh, we, you're gonna. This, this is where it's say gonna. Say hi to Vigo. Okay, so this is where. It's, <laughs> no, this is where it's gonna get crazy. So we grew up in the Thousand Islands. Uh, not only did Vigo live in the house, his parents and our parents are very good friends from Watertown. Mm-hmm. Their mom lives in the back of the house that we grew up in, in Watertown, where I was yeah. first abducted. Right behind us. Where I was first abducted by aliens. And we rented their guest cottage on their summer home every summer growing up. Yeah. So wow. maybe Vigo, is Vigo an alien? And he's <laughs> brought us all together here? Because who did time. we just t- talk to who also had a Vigo? Uh, he's Gandalf. Oh, no, I have. He's there's, Aragorn. There's a, there's a Aragorn is about as cool as a- Emily Howell's <laughs> Emily Howell's boyfriend knows uh, her son. We had this Vigo connection. Oh, okay, got it. Um, but I and then I've met her son. I've yeah, met his you, son. Henry. Yeah. So we've so we're all connected through Vigo. Vigo used to come to my shows. I'm yeah. Kidding you, mm-hmm. the sweetest guy. And then Lord of the Rings, the film came out. And it's like it's Vigo. Yeah. Oh my God. No, when when, no, when I was a kid, a Indian oh, runner. Know, when we were kids, he was an Indian runner, and literally right there, right in the next to us, and we we knew we knew this movie star up in the middle of nowhere and yeah. uh, on the border of Canada. And, uh, yeah, so we, we would see him do Indian Runner. We watched him become a movie star. But then he disappeared yeah. for a while, and I was always like, where's Vigo? And they're like, oh, he's in New Zealand filming these movies. And I, was, and I, didn't, know, I didn't read The Lord of the Rings as a kid, but yeah, <laughs> sure enough, there you go. But I love that time, that uh, L.A. punk, um, yeah. the X and Black Flag. Well, and, that's Earl Grey. I'm Earl yeah. Anderson, but it's, you know, there was another, there was an Eric Anderson that was playing out, and people would confuse us. Right. You know, we were playing the same venue. And I finally got sick of that. And plus Earl Grey, I was playing a lot of coffee houses. Mm-hmm. It's free advertising. Oh, yeah, there you go. And now my kids call me Earl Grey. My grandkids call me Earl Grey. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, and I, Earl Grey Anderson, I'll, 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 you know, I'll close my cases, and that's the name that I, I use. The Earl Grey Anderson. Mm-hmm. But do you drink everybody. a lot of Earl Grey tea? No. No. <laughs> no, no. What do your kids think about what you're, you're, they you like do? It. They, they like it. Cool. They, they dig yeah, it. I think it's cool. And uh, your wife, she's, she's into she it. Loves it. Yeah. yeah. She. I mean, at first, I think she was dubious, but she's, you know, she's. Because this happened, you. Well, okay, cool, but you came up with this. You came through this with your mom. So when she met you, this was part of who you were. Yeah, but then, as far as becoming a MUFON investigator, that's something that happened. It's like, oh boy. Here we go. He's got he's got his shed in the back, and this is okay, Earl. Just this, we're gonna keep this in the garage, please. But I think it turned out differently than she thought. Right. And and I and I I know some really really interesting people. You know, I mean, it's Mm, oh, I'm sure. You know, I mean, they 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 like to portray 
people that are into UFOs is a bunch of crazy people. Right. Some are, but yeah. they're, they're interesting too. But but I mean, there's a lot of scientists and astronauts and, yeah. and people who I talk with that, that are actually, you know, well-known, you know, figures right. in society that now they're my colleagues. And yeah. at least yeah. I knew about. The Murphy brothers, yeah. <laughs> Murphy brothers. What's anything scared has scared you off it? You you have uh, injured cold coming to see you I, and met the Men in Black. I what's like what's freaked you out? What's freaked you out? I had one investigation that was near a, a military facility where I got sort of chased down the road by two uh, Humvees. Interesting. Unmarked but military camouflage. And you just sped away. You didn't. I was kind of pushed off the road. Right. This Where was, was this again? Sorry. In Azusa, California. I was okay. investigating a full-on uh, date, or it was a nighttime disc, but two women took chase after this thing. Hmm. Wow. And there was another witness to this that was in the next town over. They, they saw this thing coming, and this guy saw it going. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was a multi-witness sighting. Uh, there was a hover point over a house. Um it was just a really crazy, just a, a crazy sighting. And so I, I, uh, I was going to the, like, as close to the military base, which is federal land. You can't get in there now. Mm-hmm. Right? It's considered a, a, a declassified uh, torpedo testing area. Okay. But there's a lot of activity going there. So, you know... Is a UFO one of ours, or do they know about it, or were they being checked out by it? But I was, you know, taking theodolite camera photos of the area and, and where the women had seen, had their sighting, and uh, I was just leaving the area. I was on the phone with my boss, and I was just leaving, and these two Humvees just bat out of hell hmm, wow. behind me, and, and, and there was no license plate, not even a government license plate on them. Um, that scared me. Could you see into the windows where they yeah, tinted? it was tinted. Whoa. Yeah, wow. it was scary. Scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> and how many, when was this? That was last year. Oh, okay. That was last year. Um, other than that, I mean, I've had scary stuff, but that, that was kind of... Yeah, that's, that's creepy. It's on the ground scary, yeah. Yeah. I had one more question, but I forgot. What is your... Fa- uh, do you have a favorite movie that deals with, you know, extraterrestrial? Is that, yeah. I think they show, you know, that Kubrick and Arthur Clarke kind of got it right, at the, especially at the end of the film, where the aliens were more godlike than yeah. what we thought of as little green men. Right. That uh, it went a lot deeper than... than Anybody ever imagined? Communion bullshit. Did, did you ever see that? No, I, I like. Well, communion. It's it's. it's I mean, I think I. I mean, Whitley. Whitley had an actual experience. Right. Um. His experience isn't the same as everybody else's, but there are other people that have had experiences like like mm-hmm. Whitley. Right. Um. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still oh. alive, and you know he's out speaking and still writing and, and his his idea of what happened is is slowly evolved i mean he's gone more towards oh, the paranormal uh, i was okay. gonna and that was my question do you ever use hypnosis with some of your uh yeah, do. you yes, do. do interesting mm-hmm. yeah i'd actually be interested in trying that to see if i could get anywhere with some of my earlier mm. experiences with that it's oh, like it, box. it yeah. unlocks. You know, oh, it opens. Put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. It starts to open. Is up it, all has it, have of... you gotten any of that with through transcendental meditation? Yeah. You know, with TM, I have. 
it unlocks memories. Yeah, I vividly, I, that, I, I vividly remember things now that I'm like, oh my god, I yeah. can't even believe that. Yeah, I am too. And uh, and so in that, and and also uh, interstellar, some kind of inter, not like the DMT, but I do go into some recesses of my consciousness mm-hmm. in, into a very peaceful part of it, a very blissful oh, yeah. state uh, with that. But no, nothing as far as uncovering repressed alien abduction things. Consider it a contact yeah. modality. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But how, how, do you, how do you mean? It's Well, people say that they can actually talk to it, it, aliens. Oh, totally. Astral yeah. projection. In my, in my intro class, there was a guy that was like, I was, I've been hearing alien voices during... I've, hmm. I've had, we have a, a friend that passed away recently, Jeff Shagawa, and I have had not nothing scary or anything, but very peaceful. And again, it could very well be that these are memories that I have, but mm-hmm. I've had some moments where it's like, he's there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, in, I've had three just, dreams of him and wow. it's always been like very funny. Yeah. Cause that was our relationship. Yeah. Um, it, it breaks down some of the barriers that we've built up. Yeah. No, well, you're, you're so, your brain is so cluttered up, but you're, mm-hmm. it's like they say you're not using, you're only using like whatever 5% of your brain. And I think with TM, you're getting into at least some of the resources that you have in there, like to escape, to, yeah, yeah. to be able to, for, you know, the, the 40 minutes a day that you do it to actually great, I mean, take a vacation from, from everything. And good. You practice transcendental rotation. I, I, I'm too lazy, or I'm not right. too lazy. I'm too busy anymore. Uh, well, if a TM instructor would tell you that, yes, you are too busy because <laughs> if you don't have time to meditate, you need to put. You know, yeah. Let's just look at a couple other cases. So, all right. So we. I've just been talking with somebody about it that I'm thinking about starting. Uh, well, no, it's inc- I mean I, it's incredible. I have yeah, I really it. gone to some really interesting places through, um, I through did, TM uh, two hours ago on my cat. It's incredible. Um, but I and and I, as far as contact with the, any interstellar. Things may, to some extent, maybe now. So, okay, so people can go to MUFON.com. That's M-U-F-O-N.com. Are you Twitter, Instagram? What do you got? Anything? Uh, you, can, you can find MUFON Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh, that is our local chapter. Yeah. Okay, and that's so, so MUFON Los Angeles. Or, or, I want to make sure I got it right. But get, the, get, the get, to site, get rid of the wine. The main, or get, yeah. get the wine. <laughs> the, the main site that you want to go to is, is MUFON.com. Right. Okay. So that's the main site. But MUFONLosAngeles.com is, is our local right. chapter. And, and we do have meetings out here. If anybody's interested, we have monthly meetings. Talks. People can just sure. come get information and mm-hmm, share yeah. stories. We have and speakers. We had, uh, we had a physicist from France who was interesting, brilliant man who, who was our last speaker. It was uh, himself... And uh, Robert Salas, who's his friend, but Robert Salas was uh, <clears throat> was ahead of a uh, nuclear missile base, and mm-hmm. his base was hovered over by a UFO, and they shut his missiles down. Right. Wow. They shut the missiles down, and then brought them back online. Got it. Gotcha. Showed wow. them that they could do that. They did that in Russia as well. Really. Uh, and then there was another base that in Montana where they did the exact same thing. They they don't like our nukes very much. <laughs> oh, and so these events like are it. open to the public. Wow. Uh, you go and, yeah. and are it's donation based. You have funding. It's like Ten bucks to get in, just yeah. because we have to pay the speakers, right? And, you know, of course. But but uh, we actually meet over at the uh, over at the. The Galleria out in the valley. Okay. Oh, yeah, where uh, Commando was filmed <laughs> and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There you go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, how often do you go to Roswell? Do I you? have not been to Roswell. Oh, you haven't? Yet. Oh, haven't okay. Been. Really? 
I mean, that's like, isn't that like Mecca? No, no. It seems like a trip. That is. It's the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But there's still an active facility there, right? Of some kind. Um, the the airbase I don't think is 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 open anymore. If I'm not mistaken, it might be a little something underground there. But, yeah, uh, there <laughs> you go. but but they do. You know, Roswell, of course, uh, they've kind of embraced the whole UFO oh, yeah, right. thing, and, and they do have the 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 UFO museum there, which mm. is it's actually pretty cool. They mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. There and, and, uh, and then Area 51 is in Nevada. Yeah, right. but you can't yeah. visit that. No, you cannot. And that's yeah. just a big, there's just a big mi- yeah. mystery to what's going on there, huh? Yeah, well, people that worked there sued the government and uh, because they were exposed to, uh, I mean, they got sick. Really? So there was a bunch of people. Well, my mom, when she was on her deathbed, she had cancer six different times, and I wanted her to see I remember them. reading that. Yeah, I wanted her to, to go after them, and, and her reply, and I showed her, said, look, these guys just sued them. Right. It's, it's called Area 51. This is like in the desert. Is that where you were at? You know, and she wouldn't say anything. But what she said was, she said, son, I just like if I had joined the military and I'd, you know, been killed in action or, or harmed, I, I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, I would do it again. It was what I was doing, my duty for my country. I'm a patriot. I love my country, and I would do it again, all over again. Hmm. I'm not suing anybody. I'm proud of what I did. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was my mom. You know. All right. She's an awesome well, lady. Let's dedicate this episode to uh, Mama Anderson. Grace there you Anderson. go. Betty Grace Absolutely. Anderson. Um, so no social media, no Twitter, no uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, you can find uh, uh, on. Uh, well, MUFON is, is on Facebook. They're okay. On, yeah, you can find on Facebook. There's also MUFON International is a good Facebook group. <clears throat> if, you, if you just Google MUFON, a million things. Yeah, right, right. right. You'll yeah. have it all. I mean, we're, we're kind of the tip of the spear as far yeah. as this goes. So. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Earl, yeah, thank all, you so much. I, this is what I'm saying. Go take those uh, smoke breaks at uh, at <laughs> concerts and chat up strangers because it, it, you're gonna un, and get their cards and open, clean out your wallet. Start a, a few podcast later because yeah. interesting things will come. Because I'm, I mean, this is like I think one of our best, the best, my favorite Great. episodes. And we're back down. again. I oh yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. are fun. This yeah, is, and this is exactly how I want to go into my 30s on the, as the episodes are because yeah, this is episode 29 and we're out of our 20s. I feel like. We've, we're really we're ready we're to become adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. All right, man. Well, uh, happy. Uh, I don't know if hunting is the right word, but oh, uh, searching, sure. journeying, yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah. Let's next time you come on. I hope to uh, have. Um, you know, I want to. I want to. I want a body in here. I want. Uh, <laughs> I want you flying in on a on a on a a black. It's a I'll triangular thing. Start being more aware yeah. When I'm yeah, you know. Around. Yeah, you definitely have yeah. to. Uh, um, great. Right. Well, uh, thanks a lot, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thank we got Taddy so Moore, Thank everybody's uh, favorite. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. So uh, uh, tune in next week, and uh, yeah, we'll see you then. All right. <laughs> <laughs>